G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. And it's my privilege to welcome onto the airwaves today my good friend Greg Bondar. Now Greg is from a wonderful organisation called Christian Voice Australia. And I recently had Greg come and speak at my church. And uh, we had a bit of a Q&A time at the church too. Uh, lots of uh, curly questions thrown his way. He's a, a great man of God and uh, a privilege to join uh, us uh, on the radio today. It's good to catch up with you, Greg. God bless you, mate. How are you? Oh, delighted to be with you, Matt, and thank you for having me uh, on your show. Now, mate, uh, I know that um, Christian Voice Australia is a relatively new organisation that's been launched. For those who don't know what it is, tell us uh, what's Christian Voice Australia all about. Yeah, very quickly, Matt. I'm glad you asked because, you know, CVA or Christian Voice Australia really is an organisation that uh, what we call an apologist, an advocate organisation uh, in, in the public square. One of the problems we have is that there are not enough uh, organisations that are prepared to get out there in the public square. By the public square, I mean in, in, in the lap of government, uh, on the media, uh, at at, at organisation. So what we do out there is go out there and I, and I appear before government, talk about, you know, issues of concern from a biblical perspective, you know, a bit like what you're doing, live culture and what have you, but in particular, spreading the gospel, Matt. Mm, absolutely, mate. Fantastic. And when when you spoke at our church recently, uh, I was very impressed with your message you brought and the uh, the questions you answered at the, uh, the end of the, the message. Uh, but I was also uh, excited to hear about you know, one of your previous roles, you were working with one of Australia's most successful prime ministers in, in my books, uh, John Howard, for many years. What, what was your role working yeah. with John Howard? Uh, very interesting, Matt. I have to tell you, you know, uh, talk about conflict between church and state. Sometimes my beliefs didn't quite align with government policy. But look, John Howard is a godly man. He was fantastic to work for. Did I agree with everything he did? No. But in particular, I was able to, you know, you, you know what they say, if you can change one soul, uh, uh, then you've done your work. But look, fantastic to work with. It, it wasn't without my problems, Matt, I have to tell you, yeah. because uh, I, was, I was involved in the waterfront reform. Look, I had death threats. I had my house bombed. I had all sorts of things. But you know what? You just soldier on, Matt. But mm. uh, very exciting times for me. There you go. I would have loved to have been a, a fly on the wall in some of those meetings you had with John Howard back in the day. There you go. Uh, yeah. Now, we're going to tackle a couple of topics today uh, that are very relevant. Now, uh, being a, a pastor in 2023, uh, you've got to be careful what you talk about when it regards when it comes to politics because you've got some Christians these days that are what, what are called uh, progressive Christians and people that are just going with what the world says and looking at what you know the world's saying about, uh, about uh, Christianity, but it's it's really a complicated discussion point because you know when you look at younger people these days, um, they'll just believe anything they they hear on the ABC or on the project or on the radio. You know, um, whereas uh, I find more mature Christians are a little more concerned about progressive Christianity. So so let's talk about this topic today. What's the ideology 
of so-called progressive Christianity? Yeah, look, Matt, this is really interesting, and I and I caution every listening to Vision Christian Media because, uh, you know, I, I talk at a lot of churches, as I did at your church not long ago. One of the things that I'm finding is that some of the churches I go to have sort of adopted or wanting to adopt the ideology of progressive Christianity, which is really uh, nothing more than than the doctrine of the left. It really is. And, 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 and let me explain very quickly is that, you know, the progressive Christianity are saying, well, we're inclusive, we're tolerant, uh, you know, we embrace the LGBTIQA alphabet uh, genders, we, we love Black Lives Matter, uh, we want pro-choice and abortion. Well, hang on, Matt. Are we reading a different Bible? Because according to me, that is not progressive. In my view, Matt, it's regressive Christianity. If that's what they if that's what they believe, <clears throat> and I like I said before, I think one of the problems is the younger generation haven't really got to know what the Word of God says on these controversial topics. Um, but when when you study the Scriptures, uh, there's a very clear biblical foundation uh, for you know conservatism. I guess you know for want of yeah. a better a better word. Um, how Ooh. do we teach the next generation God's Word on these matters? Now, that's a good question because I think you've got to get back to a biblical worldview. Mm. Get back to the Bible 101. See, one of the problems that I found with some of these progressive Christians that they call themselves, I call them regressive, as I said, what they're doing, Matt, is they're exchanging God's truth, which is found in the Bible, for whatever a person decides is their truth. You can't do that, Matt. You know, you cannot make the Bible believe what you want it to believe. That's the reason why we have to ensure that, you know, you're a Bible-believing Christian. And and we've got to get back to the young ones and say, hey, read the Bible. You know, if, if, uh, if the progressive Christians are telling us that the Bible is not God's inherent infallible word, then we have a real problem, Matt. And I think part of the... Uh the problem these days, too, Greg, is that many churches, you know, they might have a nice motivational talk on a Sunday. Uh, they might, you know, give you some, you know, some nice tips on how to live a better life and how to uh, have better relationships, you know. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with a nice positive message, but we've yeah. got to get back to the truths of, of God's Word. Like if, if the Apostle Paul or mm. if the Apostle Peter was traveling around mm. preaching today in our churches uh, or if Jesus mm. was preaching in our churches— what is the message they would bring? Would they have a message based on God's word or would they have something nice that would tickle your ears? I mean, it's a good question to ask, isn't it, Greg? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Matt. And look, I just keep saying, look, uh, I want Christians to be aware, stay alert, keep your eyes on the word of God and you won't go along. But, but be careful, Matt. There are churches out there that are trying to do what? Appease man rather than God. Mm. Well, it's good to see that uh, you've got this organisation, Christian Voice Australia, that's speaking up for biblical truth. Uh, we need uh, more guys like you, a bit a bit like uh, Daniel in Babylon, you know, standing up for the truth, hey? That's it. That's it. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> now, yeah. an, another topic um, that we're going to raise with you today, Greg, I'm curious to know your thoughts about the new movie Oppenheimer. Now, it's... Uh, just been released recently. It's been all over the media. Um, what are your thoughts as as a Christian? 
should people be seeing this movie and supporting, you know, putting their money towards a movie like this? Well, Matt, I have to tell you, I've done some research on this. Let me at the outset say I have not seen the movie. I've read reviews. I've seen previews. But I shall not be watching the movie Oppenheimer and nor should Christians. Now, a number of number of things ought to be, you know, raised here. At first, let's recognise that it's a three-hour movie and it's about Robert uh, Oppenheimer, you know, the leader of the Manhattan Project, who invented the atomic bomb. Now, that in itself is a problem, but anyway, it, the atomic bomb was invented. Now, while the theme is fascinating, I found through research and through the previews I've seen that the movie is virtually... You know, in some scenes, the sex scenes, pure pornography. And I shall not be watching that because, you see, what we've got here is we're we're trying to make uh, adultery. We're trying to make unfaithfulness. We're trying to make having, you know, uh, graphic sex on on, on TV or movies acceptable. Matt, it is not acceptable. And I shall not be watching that that movie. And, and, you know, I, I think for us as believers, you know, we need to be very, you know, careful and and wise with what we let into our eye gate, our ear gate, into our heart, you know, because whatever goes mm. into your heart comes out in your life, you know, and uh, you've got to be careful. And, and, and the thing is, you know, just think about it, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, Craig, you, you wouldn't yeah. see stuff like that at the cinemas or even on TV, you know, uh, and now you can flick around or you can look on your phone, you can find anything. Um, we've got to make sure that we're guarding ourselves from this stuff, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, you know, if I go back and look, I'm not a prude, Matt, you know. I've, you know, I, I, I watch and I try and have an open mind. But when you're watching this film, it is you, you cannot make something moral that's immoral. And that's the problem we've got here. Uh, you and I would remember, I mean, you're probably younger than me, Matt, but I used to watch the Dick Van Dyke show, you know. <laughs> now, I remember in one of those scenes, they had the husband and wife. Guess what they had? Separate beds. They had single beds because in those days, you weren't allowed to be in the same bed as, as, as a man and a woman. I mean, that, that could be a bit prudish. The point I'm making is that our standards, Matt, have fallen and continue to fall. I mean, tell me, why does sack sex add anything to a particular story about the atomic bomb i mean quite frankly it is nothing but pornography and you and i both know because i do a lot of men's ministry work that pornography does hint you know it does impact on the brain it, it fuels mental illness uh, it, it negatively impacts on your love your marriage intimacy and yet we have hollywood continuing to want to you know have graphic sex displays and look the Bible's clear. James, you know, warned us. Each person is tempted when he or she is lured and enticed by his or her, her own desire. Matt, don't watch it. Forget it. Go, go and watch something different. The Sound of Music. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or, hey, there is another good movie. Uh, they've just announced it's going to be out in cinemas in Australia called The Sound of Freedom. Have you heard about this one yet? Yes, I've, yes I'm, I'm watching it now, Matt. Mm. Yep, well, it's got uh, Jim Caviezel in it, who played Jesus yep. in The Passion of the Christ, and uh, Mel Gibson's also, uh, you know, behind it. And it's all about, you know, rescuing children from, from slavery. Uh, and mm. it's gone gangbusters in the U.S. I think it's done about $150 yeah. million already in the U.S. And uh, I know there's been people lobbying at the cinemas for it to be out in Australia. Uh, we're always a little bit behind the U.S. when it comes to cinema releases. But I think later this month it'll be out. And 
I'm hoping mm. it's going to smash some box office records in Australia because it's about hey, a, a very important topic, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. I, I've, I happen to have a copy of it, which I'm watching at the moment. I'm okay. halfway through it. Okay. Fantastic. Highly recommended. Certainly do not watch Oppenheimer. Watch particularly this movie. But not only that, in the movie Oppenheimer, I've, I've, I was reading that the uh, Hindu community in India are very upset about it because they actually quote a Hindu scriptural verse during the sex scene. Wow. Now, the Hindus are, the Hindus are saying, hey, hang on, this is a scathing attack on Hinduism. Yeah. I mean, why would you do that, you know? So, I, you know, the Hindus have every uh, have my have my sympathy because we don't need to. It doesn't add anything to the movie, Matt, and it's about time they stopped having sex and graphic sex in, in, in movies and TV, because I've just had enough, Matt. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, mate. Well, that's that's a, a good uh, warning there not to watch Oppenheimer and to watch something like Sound of Freedom when it comes out instead. Yeah. Uh, actually, the other thing, the other the other good movie is Jesus Revolution. It's actually now absolutely. out now out on digital, and uh, I've actually just uh, booked it to screen it at my church. I'm going to do a free screening at my church, and everyone's going to invite their friends, and then we're going to an altar call at the end. That's the kind of movie we need uh, in the uh, on the screens, hey? Absolutely. I mean, I've got to tell you, people think that I look like Brad Pitt, huh? <laughs> so I might get a role playing in one of these movies. But, but, but really, let's watch some decent, family-oriented movies and get away from this unnecessary sex, which, add no, which adds nothing to the storyline of a particular movie. Mm. Well said, mate. Now, another question I want to ask you today is, you know, there's been a recent US survey about morality and faith. And I just want you to unpack this for us. Do you need faith in God to be moral? Absolutely a top question because I don't, I've done some research on this and, 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 and I'm now sharing it with a lot of our, our um, subscribers and our listeners. Look, Matt, what we've got here is that a, a survey done, you know, back in 2022 by Pew Research, and I'm happy to mention them, is that two-thirds of Americans say that you don't need to believe in God or have God as a foundation to be moral. Only one-third admitted that you need God. Now, the issue we've got here is, if you don't, I mean, my morals, my ethics, my living come from the Bible, biblically based. But if you don't use the Bible as the basis for your morals, for your ethics, then you're going to end up with, Guess what? Seven billion different views of what's right and wrong. Because if you're going to let everybody decide morally, uh, sorry, what is moral and what is immoral, we're going to have a nightmare. It'll be a dog's breakfast. So this research really worries me because in my view, it, you know, morality, you've got to have the Bible as its foundation. Other words, you're going to be lost in the public arena. You're going to be lost with your family, your friends, your workmate, because quite frankly, you know, you need to be a Christian or you need to have the Bible as your basis for morality, ethics, and what have you. <laughs> so let's just unpack this a bit. So what's the difference between secular morality and Christian morality? Okay, secular morality, what I'm finding and what, what, what uh, uh, my research has revealed is that, again, a bit like the progressive Christians, Matt. Oh, you, you decide, Matt, what is right and wrong. Don't worry about what Greg's saying. If you think it's right to... To take home uh, leftover money that you found in the, you know, uh, on somebody's desk. 
if you think that's fine because you found it, go ahead and do it, Matt, because, you know, that's your moral. Uh, you can't do that. If we have 7 billion people in the world all deciding what's right and wrong, that's a secular view. And yet the Christian view is, you know, uh, again, very biblically based. We know what's right and wrong because we're told what's right and wrong. Jesus has told us this is the way to live, you know. And what is it? It's cast that he was without sin, man. Cast the first stone. And we've got to be conscious of that all the time. Absolutely. Well, it's always a privilege to catch up with you, Greg. And if people want to find out more, they can search up Christian Voice Australia. Uh, you're on Facebook. You've got a website. You've got a blog. Uh, people can search up Christian Voice Australia to find out more. And uh, you're available to speak at churches. I, I really enjoyed your message at uh, New Hope in Brisbane recently. Uh, if people want to book you, you're happy to travel anywhere and uh, share a message? I've been all over the place, man. <laughs> I'm very happy, but not only that, it, it allows me to engage with churches. I enjoy the the, the experience. It was wonderful, and you run a really top church, uh, Matt. I'm not being gratuitous. It was wonderful. And you know what, Matt? It encouraged me to see people like you able to spread the gospel in such a, uh, a, a, a manner that, you know, really is encompassing. So congratulations, brother. Thank you, Greg. And once again, people can search up Christian Voice Australia and uh, connect with you on all, all the social media channels. And uh, Greg Bonda, it's always a privilege to catch up, mate. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much and all, all the best, Matt. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.